Welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. This is episode eight, Claim Your Divine Identity. Hello, my friends. We are two days away from Christmas. If you're listening to this live, oh my goodness. I am so excited about today's episode. I think it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself during this Christmas time. Remember over the past several episodes, I've shared about the four roots of your personal tree, your body, your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Well, today's episode falls under the fourth root, nourishing your spirit. It's claim your divine identity. You don't have to acquire your divine identity. You only have to claim it. I think it's one of the most paramount subjects that I've shared on this podcast. Having coached hundreds of clients over the years, one of the underlying beliefs that I found that most women, because that's who I mostly coach, have is the feeling of not being enough. It might show up when you compare yourself to what you see in social media, or perhaps you felt those thoughts in your role as a mother, or looking in the mirror, or the number on the scale, trying to accomplish your goals, or in your relationships, or, or simply trying to keep up with the many demands and pulls of life. I've learned about this topic from many different sources, and personally, but I love Brooke Snow's book, Living in Your True Identity, and I'll be sharing some of the powerful concepts that she teaches in her book. She talks about feeling like you are not enough, and that is an identity crisis. And most people, no matter how successful they are, feel this way at some point and some of the time, especially if we base our worth on performances, achievements, or approval. You may, you may not be consciously thinking about your identity, but let's do just a quick identity check. Here's some of the questions she poses in her book. Do you ever feel like you're not enough? Do you ever compare yourself to those around you or on social media? Do you define yourself by your faults or weaknesses? Do you ever worry about what other people think of you? Do you ever judge other people or criticize them silently or vocally? Do you ever base your worth and confidence on achievement, success, or relationships? Do you ever long for approval from other people in your life? Do you ever feel like you don't belong? So if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have experienced the struggle of identity. And you know what? I think we all have that. It's a human experience. We are spiritual beings having this human experience. Well, imagine if the checklist were this. You have confidence in who you are. You know you are more than enough. You easily rejoice in the accomplishments of other people. You know your own gifts and continually seek to further develop them. You aren't swayed by what other people think of you. You can be vulnerable in life's imperfections without the fear of judgment. You love and accept yourself. You feel like you belong. You feel abundance and are eager to create with the many resources available to you. Living and claiming your divine identity is living the abundant life. It's claiming your immeasurable worth, resources, and possibility. 
Understanding this allows you to tap into the array of resources within you to accomplish all that you were sent here to do on this earth. It's letting go of comparison, lack, or scarcity. Just as a tiny acorn seed contains a blueprint to grow into a mighty oak tree, you too have within you a majestic divine destiny written inside of your spirit. It's God's DNA, the seed of greatness. As I stated in the first episode, what on earth am I here for? Finding your purpose. You were created for God's purposes. He is the master architect and an architect doesn't create a structure without a purpose. God created each of us individually with unique character traits, personality, strengths and weaknesses, and he doesn't make mistakes. We are all part of this great trauma. Like I mentioned, we are spiritual beings having a mortal experience. Today's episode title, Claim Your Divine Identity. So let me ask you, what is identity? In the Webster's Dictionary, it states that identity is the distinguishing characteristic of personality of an individual. Your divine identity is who you are, or most importantly, who you are designed to become. But there's a lot of confusion out there around identity and not understanding who we truly are. We live in a very interesting and somewhat challenging world these days. So we can understand why there's so much confusion. Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf shared the following. One of the most beloved storytellers of all time was the Danish writer Hans Christian Andersen. In one of his stories, The Ugly Duckling, a mother duck discovers that one of her newly hatched chicks is unusually large and very ugly. The other ducklings cannot leave the ugly child alone. They punish him mercilessly. The other, the ugly duckling decides it would be better for everyone if he left his family. And so he ran away. Then one day he sees flying overhead a, lo- a large flock of majestic birds. He takes flight and follows them to a beautiful lake. The ugly duckling looks into the water and sees a reflection of a magnificent swan. The ugly duckling realizes that the reflection is his own. He has discovered who he really is. Think of where you came from. You are a daughter of God, one of the greatest, most glorious beings in the universe. He loves you with an infinite love. He wants the best for you. This knowledge changes everything. It changes your present. It can change your future and it can change the world. If only we understood who we are and what is in store for us, our hearts would overflow with such gratitude and happiness that it would enlighten even the darkest sorrows which, with the light and love of God. Of course, there will always be voices telling you that you are foolish to believe that you are swans, insisting that you are but ugly ducklings and that you can't expect to become anything else. But you know better. You are no ordinary beings. You are glorious and eternal. Just look into the water and see your true reflection. You will be able to see beyond imperfections and self-doubts and recognize who you truly are, glorious sons and daughters of Almighty God. Thank you, Elder Uchtdorf. Such beautiful and powerful words and message, as well as the beloved story of Hans Christian Andersen. 
I've had the privilege of giving birth many times as a mother. I have fond and special memories of each of those spirits coming into the world and watching them grow and develop. I want you to think for a minute of a baby, so pure and perfect. That is her divine identity. She loves herself. She loves others and the world. She simply exists and she feels joy and love in doing so. She's fascinated by all the things around her. So she is living in her divine identity in that present moment. E.T. Sullivan once stated, when God wants a great work in the world or a great wrong righted, he goes about it in a very unusual way. He doesn't stir up his earthquakes or send forth his thunderbolts. Instead, he has a helpless baby born, perhaps in a simple home and of some obscure mother. And then God puts the idea into the mother's heart and she puts it into the baby's mind. And then God waits. The greatest forces in the world are not the earthquakes and the thunderbolts. The greatest forces in the world are babies. It is not until time experiences disappointment, shame, and incorrect beliefs creep in that we create a false identity. In the book, True Identity, Brooke talks about our two identities. Each of us came to earth as that little baby with that divine nature. This is how God created us. But as we grow, we are confronted with another identity, a false identity. This can be identified as the ego, or in other phrases, the natural man. Scriptures say that there is opposition in all things. So these two identities are in opposition to each other. That divine nature never went away after birth. It's always there. But now in opposition, there is a false identity that competes with our divine nature. Your false identity is your ego or natural man. It's created through the influences of the world and negative emotions that you might be carrying, such as shame or guilt or judgment. Your false identity holds you hostage. Anytime you live your life from a place of fear, comparison, lack, contention, isolation, or not being enough, you're living in your false identity and you are giving the adversary power. Well, what is your true identity? It is your divine nature that you were born with. That true identity can set you free. And anytime you live from a place of peace, love, joy, humility, gratitude, abundance, spiritual connection, forgiveness, you are living in that true or divine identity. In the book, Atomic Habits, James Clear teaches about the importance of your identity. He talks about the difference from setting goals versus creating a different identity, which is longer lasting. And it is the beliefs and thoughts about ourselves which sustain the habits we are trying to create in our life. For example, instead of saying, you're going to read a book, you claim the identity of, I am a reader. Instead of saying, you're going to run a marathon and setting that mind on that goal, you say, you begin running and then you become a runner. You say, I am a runner. That's who you are. Instead of learning to play an instrument, your new identity is, I am a musician. It, it changes everything. 
by claiming your identity, it is so much more powerful to make positive changes and habits in your life. So this is also true for claiming your divine identity. You are of infinite worth, whole, complete, a child of God whose DNA holds the blueprint to your divine destiny. The problem is, it is easy to get confused when we have the two identities in opposition to each other. There is power in awareness and simply understanding this. God created a world that included opposition. It is through that contrast and opposition that we can appreciate the good and the use of our energy and agency to grow. We can choose to live in our true or false identities. That is our choice. By creating and connecting to our spiritual selves, letting go of false beliefs, using Christ to heal our hearts, we can live in our light and in our divinity. I know one of my goals in life has always been just to fulfill the measure of my creation, to connect with the divine, to understand what that is. And by claiming our divine identity, we move forward on the path of that divine design. If you don't see your identity, it's because that false identity is blocking it from you. There's a Native American legend where an old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. Perhaps you've heard this story. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry. He's, he has envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority. He tells me lies, has false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. This story serves as an important reminder of the power we have over our experiences and emotions. When we are living in our false identity, it is easy to feel like a victim in challenging situations and circumstances in our lives. We want to understand our negative thoughts, feelings, and experiences, so we may place blame on other people, objects, or events. We become the victim. We look outward to try to make sense of what is going on inside of us. It's that coping mechanism to try to feel more in control of uncontrollable situations. The problem with this approach, however, is that it takes away our personal responsibility and power and freedom of choice. In our attempt to feel more in control, we actually strip ourselves of our own power. That power is lost the moment we become dependent on other people or things to make us feel a certain way. Circumstances in our lives are neutral. It's what we think about them that changes everything. 
So by using your agency, you can make a life-changing decision of which wolf you want to feed. Do you want to feed the wolf who is hungry for anger, envy, regret, greed, arrogance, guilt, resentment, and ego? This evil wolf is also your inner critic. You've heard those voices, right? The one who tells you you're a failure. The one who says no one will love you or understand you for who you are. This wolf is a representation of possibly your depression, anxiety, maybe self-esteem. Do you want to feed this wolf? And are you feeding him? Take an inventory. By cutting off his food supply, you will be making a choice to use your energy and resources on thoughts, feelings, and emotions that serve you in healthy ways. While you can recognize the negative emotions occurring within you, you don't have to let them take root within your heart, or you don't have to continue to give them attention. You can shift your focus. It may take some time for that wolf to lose his strength and power, but eventually he will surrender. And so will your unhelpful thoughts and emotions. Once you stop feeding them, they will eventually go away. Just as we need to stop feeding the evil wolf, it's important that we choose to nourish the other wolf with joy, peace, love, kindness, generosity, compassion, and faith. We can feed the wolf within us the truth about our divine identity and ourselves. It's already within us. I've been studying about the life of Michelangelo. My goodness, what an amazing story and journey of, of him developing into this incredible sculptor. He is quoted as saying, I saw the angel in the marble and carved until I set him free. His works of art are absolutely incredible. Consider this parallel with your divine identity. You are the angel in the marble. You already have infinite worth. You're beautiful. You are already the masterpiece created by God, just like that new baby. But there may be things blocking the masterpiece, like the chunk of marble around it, right? In the book, Your True Identity, Brooke states it so beautifully. I'm going to read her words. Your worth and identity are not something that you find outside of yourself. Instead, they are much like a gift. You carefully unwrap all the layers that keep it hidden and reveal a glorious treasure waiting patiently inside, whole and perfect. This truth is such an encouragement. You don't need to be someone different to feel and know your worth. You don't need to change anything about yourself. You only need to remove what's getting in the way. One of the quickest and most powerful ways I know to remove what's getting in your way is a process that I call emotional release breakthroughs. It's so beautiful. And it's a process that we teach in our Vibrant Living Coaching program. And I use this tool on myself, but also while working with clients. It's a combination of emotional release, clearing, visualization, creating new beliefs and affirmations, and tapping into the power of atonement or a power greater than ourselves. You can learn that in my coaching program. And I'm also going to be putting together workshops teaching this process because it is a treasure. But I want to leave you with a few powerful tools you can implement right now to connect with your spirit, to connect with God, 
and your divine self, that divine identity within you. The first is meditation. This has changed my life. It's something I practiced for 16 years. I started it at a time that I was in need of great comfort. It's something I'd never done before, but I had a great desire to connect with my daughter spiritually, my daughter that had passed away. The best thing I could think of doing was going to a quiet place I would lie down or sit up, sit down, and just empty out all of my thoughts and breathe deeply. Simply slowing our breath connects us to God. Meditating is his timing. David L. McKay said, meditation is the most sacred, most simple way to, that we have to walk into the presence of God. Well, I had a desire to connect with my daughter, and the Lord. I would imagine myself as as an empty vessel that was open to receiving all that the Lord would give me and doing this on a regular basis every morning and evening. Beautiful experiences began happening to me. It was a new world opening up to me. It was as if I was able to transcend this mortal experience and connect spiritually beyond the veil. The Lord started pouring out beautiful blessings to me, and I was hungry for them. I was so grateful for any spiritual connection that I would receive, and continually I desired for more. It taught me in a very personal way how important it was to quiet our minds and to deeply connect with the divine. It was truly transforming my life and understanding. In addition to meditating and receiving these beautiful spiritual gifts and witnesses, I would use journaling to write down the experiences I had. I wanted the Lord to know how grateful I was for the experiences and spiritual connections I was having, and I never wanted to forget them. I would record them in a journal. As I began this practice, I learned another principle. It seemed like the more I recorded these experiences, the more often they came. It was as if It was opening up a continual door of revelation. How do you become closer to God and put him first in your life? I say that you start by putting him first in your days. The early morning hours are so sacred to me. It is during this quiet time that I can connect best with the Lord and get in touch with my own divine self. My head is much more clear and the busyness of the day hasn't begun. It is during this time that I pray, I meditate, I'll open my scriptures, I'll write in my journal, do some writing and thought downloads. I'll just have a beautiful communion time. This is part of my daily morning routine. I don't do it perfectly every single day, but when I am following this practice, everything just goes better. Other ways I connect with the divine is listening to uplifting music, walking in nature, Simply having a prayer in my heart throughout the day, I treat him as a constant companion. And I know that by partnering with him, I can do all things through him by surrendering myself to him. So those are some of the tools and tips that I have used and found found ways to connect with my divine identity. I encourage you this week to make time, carve out time in the morning, even if you, even if it were like 15 extra minutes in the morning before.
support the hustle bustle of the day. You will feel the difference. And it doesn't have to take a long, long time. I use the analogy of Michelangelo and the angel and the marble. It doesn't have to take so long to, to get rid of the marble around us. It can happen in a moment. That's the beauty of the time that we live in. Oh my goodness, everything is more open. But we have to step into who we are and into that present self. Let go of the false identity. Breathe in who you are. My friends, this is, like I said, one of the greatest gifts that we can give ourselves. It will change everything. But it is something that we must do daily. It's not like one and done, I've discovered myself. No, I've been on this journey for 16 years. And it is a practice that, oh, it's easy to get off track for sure. And it's easy to let those beliefs come in and cloud our mind and vision of who we really are. But as we are doing a practice of letting go of who we are not, then we are stepping into and claiming that divine identity. Thank you for joining me today. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful Christmas, Christmas season, and just life experience. The 50-50, the ups and downs, downs, but hold on to who you are because that is where we live in abundance and joy and knowing that there's opposition, but we're okay with it because we grow through every experience, every trial. Um, our journey is meant to refine us for sure. <laughs> so love you all and have a wonderful, wonderful day and week. Bye-bye.